This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. My name is Casey Cheshire. Today's show is sponsored by Cheshire Impact, helping you maximize your marketing automation and your CRM. And ladies and gents, my guest today is none other than Ryan Shank, who is the CEO, founder of PhoneWagon, which we're going to talk about, phone tracking for marketing. Amazing. And he's a vlogger, a YouTube sensation. All the millennials are going crazy. Yeah, Yeah, huge following (laughs) and all around cool guy. How's it going, Ryan? Uh, It's awesome. Thank you so much uh, for having having me here. Uh, You know, we just nailed that intro. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Just nailed it. So, yeah, you know, welcome here. We were chatting earlier about the theme for this month is around that, that success index for marketing automation. We're always encouraging people before you go build something, click on something, we got to make sure you got all the steps in, in, you know, before that done and, and understand last month was understanding your buyer. This month is really getting your measurements down, getting your analytics set up. So you get an ROI because old school marketing is action, action based. I was on a call today. Oh, they want me to do more of this, more of that, all action impressions, stuff like that. But we know that now we got software, including phone wagon, which we'll talk about where we can actually track that initial click that all the way through trickle, 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 sales calls, all the way through to revenue. And so um, the theme of this month is that, is measuring ROI. So I'm so stoked that you're here. Yeah. Because you literally created, you created, and there was a, a gap in the phone gap. But, but let's start out with dropping gauntlets because this is hardcore marketing. Yeah. So if, there, if, if you want to just drop some bombs here and, and beat up some just ridiculous strategy you're seeing out there or just kind of dispel some myths, let's just punch those in the face right now. Yeah. So uh, obviously, just thank you again for, for having yeah. me. I, th- I know we've been chatting a lot about the, the space and, you know, what people are doing out there. Obviously, marketing automation, but then being able to track that, you know, all the way to, to sale, which, you know, yep. kind of closes the loop with ROI. But I think there's a ton of misconceptions out there. And the first yes. one, obviously, that I'm really close with right now is the fact that, you know, you know, everyone's assuming that chatbots are taking over. People are doing all these un- you know, unassisted sales. Like, they can just go and they go to a site and this chatbot just magically gets someone to, like, buy a product and, and things like that. And, like, at the end of the day, I mean, if you look at the data, that's just simply not happening. Um, what we have saw with, when we looked at the data is that, you know, in particular phone calls, um, well, well, first, before I go there, let me, let me take a step back and just kind of the, uh, the shift, um, in search, right? Let's talk about business in general. Right? Well, hold Most on a second. Phone. Yeah. Are you saying phone is not dead? Phone. The, the, there's the phone is dead, right? Millennials don't use the phone. Um, but if you think about it, uh, 70% of searches happen on a mobile device now. And that number was only 30% just five years ago. Okay. okay so yep. people are doing We're on our phones. Mobile. Totally. Um, and you know, in, in my opinion, they're getting conditioned to not want to just arbitrarily or blindly submit their information to a form that they know they're going to get dropped into, you know, a drip campaign or who knows if someone's even sure. going to get back to them, especially if they have something that's like, um, what I'm calling a considered purchase, right? If you need to talk to someone, you need that consultation, you, you want information. People right now are used to instant gratification. Hey, I need the information. I'm, I'm on a mobile device. I'm one right. thumb tap away. And by the way, those people who are doing or are making those calls are, are way further down the, the funnel um, than someone that's submitting a form and just kind of inquiring about information. They've done all the research. They've done all the diligence. So what we're seeing is that phone calls are actually exploding to small businesses huh. right now. Okay. Um, and you know, tying this back is, is, uh, not a lot of people are one tracking the calls, which we can get into later. Um, but you know, what's happening, you know, and I think 
you know, if you think of an e-commerce site, like I was talking about, the dream is that someone comes to the site, they just, you know, shop around, they just auto, auto convert, right? Unassisted sale. It's beautiful. Click, click, buy like Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you know, you know, that, you know, the ad spend that, that got them there, you know, how much revenue they brought in the whole, the whole loop is closed. Um, and it's just really clean. But the fact of the matter is people are live chatting in, people are calling, there's a breakage in the customer journey. And then, then the sale actually happens either later, maybe even weeks later, who knows if they still have the cookie on, on the browser that you're going to be able to tie it all into, or maybe a salesperson entered the sale, you know, from their side of the house. Um, so, you know, I guess the myth that I'm trying to, to, uh, you know, bring up or, or uh, smash, smash as you, if you will, <laughs> uh, is the fact that like, you know, there's all this commerce that's happening right now. Um, sorry, I got I'm trying to get great lighting right now. My, my light almost fell. Uh, so, uh, you want to take a makeup break? We can, you know, get some, <laughs> get some powder on your nose. Yeah. I might need that in these, uh, in these little, <laughs> I think these are like padded walls too. Is like, that even a wall? You sure that's not like your basement? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like, uh, what's the stuff called that, that makes it warm inside? Um, oh, it's like insulation. Insulation. Like yeah. <laughs> it's just like an insulated room. No. So, um, so yeah, so so that's what's happening, right? Phone calls are exploding. People are they want to talk to someone, they want to get that information because like, you know, at the end of the day, they they they're able to find out most of the stuff. They're able to find that top of the funnel information online, doing the research and stuff, but hey, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But but at the end of the day, you know, they want to talk to someone, they want to be consulted. Let's say I'm talking to, you know, a lawyer or I need to talk to someone to do like a remodeling project. Do I get, you know, granite countertops? Do I get quartz countertops? I want yeah. someone to help me with that purchase. Um, you know, this isn't going to be the case for all verticals. However, you know, for some things that I would say are unskilled labor, like obviously an Uber, you know, if you can actually find the Uber, then you're, you don't need to talk to the driver. Like he, he knows exactly where you need to go. It's like an unskilled, Hey, like transactional type thing. Um, those potentially replaced with like, you know, robots later, um, that are going to be, but things that, you know, you need to talk to someone, maybe a dentist, maybe a therapist, uh, maybe plastic surgeon. Like these are all verticals that we're seeing, you know, are requiring and, and 90% of their leads, by the way, are phone calls. And and the cool thing that I, that I think personally is cool. Maybe obviously I'm not even, maybe we'll find out. I'll let you know. Um, (laughs) Plastic surgery. Yeah, no. And it's all cash out of pocket. It's like 10 K per job. (laughs) It's great. No wonder the clicks are like $40 a click. Is that how you got your nose to look so straight like that? Um, that mixed with great lighting, uh, uh, to make it, um, like the relativity. It's working. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, so anyway, verticals like that, you know, phone calls are 90% of their leads. If you can believe that It's, it's crazy. And, the crazy stat to me is that the leads that are come from phone calls convert at three times higher than web leads. Okay. So what I'm finding is that phone calls and live chats are the same, same thing. I'm, I'm saying phone calls a lot, but live chat, and I'm talking like human being live chat, not bots. Cause I don't know too much about the bot, the bot chat, chat bot. Uh, okay. Hey, you know, Shoot holes in it if you need to. That's cool. No, no, no. I mean, it's <laughs> funny though. We have uh, we have intercom on our site. I love intercom. Actually, the thing that my phone just pinged was intercom. Um, and I try to respond to them fast enough. Yeah. And I think people are like, "Are you a bot?" Like they get mad. Like I'm not a bot. And then I like send them a selfie like in the intercom. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're like prove it. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "Oh, what's up?" And they love that they can like reach a human that fast. And my point in saying that is that you know web leads one businesses just aren't responding to them fast enough, right? So it's like even if it is a good lead, the response time that is necessary for good leads is like under five minutes. 
Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're seeing an average response time to web leads is like two hours and they, and these business owners are only responding to them. And this is a general statement. So it's not everyone, but they're only responding to, you know, following up with them a few times. Right. And if we know the stat that 80% of sales are made in the fifth to 12th contact, right. You have to respond to them fast and you have to keep following up with them and that's not happening. And that's why we're seeing phone calls as such a high, a higher quality lead and they're converting at, you know, at such a higher rate. It's like, right. it's saying that, you know, you wouldn't be, you know, spending more time on this and focusing on this. And that's why, you know, what we're seeing in the space is like all these marketers out there are spending all of this money. They're driving people to pages that have three different conversion actions. It's either a phone number at the top of the page, or usually it's all three phone number at the top of the page, a form, and then a live chat, right? And these three things are all the possibilities of what could be converted. Um, and then you're, but, but 60% of them, or maybe even 70% of them are only tracking one of those as like a lead conversion, which is the form. Right. Um, so that's a, that's a lot for just a little myth buster, but those, those are just kind of things that I'm seeing. It's like, you know, these are higher quality leads yeah. happening more often. Business owners are cl- closing more and they're not tracking them. Um, what is definitely down the funnel, right? It's like the people that are picking up the phone aren't usually the early stage. So I guess maybe for some of the smaller businesses, but, but you know, when we see if people are calling, it's like the people filling out a contact us. There's not as many of them, but they're certainly ready to go. So it's like, rather than play around, you mentioned the, you know, sales reaching out to leads. It, that's the challenge, right? Marketing, we're like, they're ready. And then some are, some aren't. And you got to be really careful because if you tell sales they're ready, and they're and they're great leads, and then they get them, and they're not ready, and they're not great. Yeah, that response time it, it works against it yourself. And then I was talking to a friend this morning actually, and he was struggling with the fact that no matter he is he just literally a genius with marketing automation, marketing strategy, and his sales team is uh, not it's not his sales team, but the sales team is receiving his leads mm-hmm. taking anywhere from five to seven days to uh, to respond to them. And you know, you mentioned hours. Yeah. I was at a big agency once we did a report and they found within the hour had just almost 80, 20, about 70% more likely to connect with them off the bat yep. you know, because they were, they were ready to talk because they had just, you know, been in that loop as opposed to trying to track them down later on when they're doing something else, they're picking up their kids from day, day school or whatever, you know? So yeah. phone is definitely hot, but I've always kind of shied away from it because I never really had a good way of tracking it, you know? Yeah. So some landing pages, I might even just strip the phone numbers off of there so you don't have a choice but to go into the form because I didn't have anything that that would be able to, you know, link back and say cuz I don't want to lose that tracking. What if that phone call was amazing? Do I still credit it back to that $20 ad click, you know? Yeah, I mean that's that's obviously I think the trouble that a lot of people are in. Um, and, and I think too, you know, your, your use case is, Hey, I don't want to put it there cause I can't track it. I think a lot of people just make this, you know, arbitrary assumption. Oh, you know, who's going to call? Like I wouldn't yeah. call, so I'm not going to put it there. And if you think about the buyer, obviously there's different types of buyers, different buyer personas and that sort of thing. And it's interesting to us, um, just personally, like who we're seeing call in, you know, and it's like, we would think, you know, call tracking. Most of our customers are like digital marketing agencies and stuff, you know, but then we'll get people calling in from these larger companies that aren't really too deep in the space that are more of like an internal marketing department at like this one guy I can think of off the top of my head, you know, he's runs marketing for like a hearing aid company, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of random vertical in-house marketing. He's just like doing search online, but he's like, you know, more of a, an old school mindset wants to talk to someone on the phone. Hey, tell me a little bit about, you know, what this is. And he's telling me his pain points. And it's like more of a traditional sales cycle versus a, 
hey, you know, sign up for the trial, auto convert, upgrade, uh, <laughs> like, 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 let's be honest. I mean, that's, that's the dream, but that doesn't happen. I would say most of the time. Um, and I think you have to sort of adapt and say, Hey, like I want to give myself the best chance of success. So I'm going to let the buyer choose, you know, which type yeah. of, of, uh, communication they're going to have. Right. Like choose um, your own adventure, right. As opposed to forcing them down a funnel. Now I may be forcing them to go form in the past because I didn't know there was options. Yeah. But not easy options. And then some other people are probably going the opposite. They don't know how to do the forms or marketing automation. And they're, they're not even doing forms. They're doing like a, an email to link. Yeah. And then here's my phone number. Call me. But, but to your point, give people an option. Um, give them you know, the, and, and Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, now, nowadays, like there's ways, you know, for instance, if your thesis is like, hey, I want to get them in the form so I can drip on them and do marketing yeah. automation and put them totally. in some sequencing and stuff like that. Like there's ways to still do that with the phone call. Like you can get the incoming phone call, feed the marketing automation system with mm-hmm. that information and still drip on them or still hit them with, you know, a t- like whether you want to drip on them through emails or you want to hit them with some offers and text messages, things like that. You can still do all of that, but the phone call being the initial or the live chat, by the way, I'm I'm saying phone call a lot, but I'm a huge believer right now in, in live chat, um, especially intercom, just because I've seen the impact that it's had on our business. Cool. Um, and so, so I'm saying those things. I, mean, I think, I think we actually chatted the first time I, I read one of your articles and then, uh, on LinkedIn, I think, and then I came through to the mm-hmm. site and it's like, Hey, and I'm like, Oh, okay. Hi. Yeah. I liked your article. <laughs> it's so funny. So many people, so many people do that. So I, I, and by the way, I have like one good article out that ranks right. really high. I remember, <laughs> right. Like one guest post on Kiss Metrics, and like everyone that comes in through it is like not the ideal, not the target audience. <laughs> oh no! It's because yeah. the article is here's how I built and launched a SaaS company for forty k, and if you and it's on Kiss Metrics, like high page rank. It's, it's I actually yeah. was pretty proud of it. It's pretty uh, like tactical and stuff. But anyway, it ranks number one organic. You search for like build SaaS company. Um, oh, so we get all these people that come in through it. Um, not our audience, but it's still cool just to see them come in and see content marketing work and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, so most people will come in and then, uh, we hit them with the live chat pop and then they, uh, they like tell like Mike, my, and again, I haven't really tested, like fully tested it. We're getting like way off topic into live chat, but anyway, it's like, I say, Hey, what are you looking to solve with call tracking? So I'm like proactively pinging them, asking them a question, but I'm looking to just engage them in conversation, which I would argue you should do that and be curious and let the buyer talk in sales as well. You know, like, Hey, what are you looking to solve? And then usually they're like, Oh, I'm looking for, you know, uh, to track my incoming calls. And then we also get like really bad quality traffic where people are like, Oh, I'm looking to like track my spouse. And we're like, we yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, do, do people call, uh, they must call then too as well. And then we you're get, able to track. So we, we get, the main, mainly the people that call are looking for like UPS tracking. And we're like, we're not that either. Those are oh, the people no. that call. Like I'm especially around Christmas. So like I'm looking to track my packages. We're like, no, we're call tracking for marketers. <laughs> and then the people that chat in usually late night, like track spouse, track stolen car, things like that. And I guess they're just exact match search terms that are just like call tracking, track my call. I don't know. It's crazy. Right. Cause so many negatives in there. <laughs> and then these still come through and we're like, man, how do we like get them? Like, not coming through anyway that's crazy no okay so so the first myth was phone is not dead and the second one is that you can actually track it um now i've bumped into some companies in the past where it's like a big deal setting up a project so really was i was excited about your app call it an app i guess service oh uh, it's a wagon your your wagon my wagon I, what, yeah. what i was excited about your wagon is that 
it was really easy to set up. And yeah. uh, I think that there's this big barrier. It's like, well, these big companies out here, they can track phone. And they and the, the, the secret is they probably can't either because it was so complicated, they couldn't even set it up. And they're not yeah. Um, yep. So, you know, maybe just like, what's the phone wagon in a nutshell just so we can kind of level set there because it sounds like you bumped into all these things and we'll get to the how how you did this and how you started but you created this company to address this need you saw so like phone wagon two seconds what like what is that yeah so simple beautiful call tracking software uh we're helping marketers track which ad campaigns are generating phone calls that turn into revenue and you know it's it's as simple as that because at the end of the day uh you know what you want to know is any of your lead sources, um, you want to know one where they came from because yeah. you want because you know assuming you're doing ad spend to generate those ROI, yeah. ROI exactly. You want to know where they came from. You want to know if they converted to lead and then if they converted to sale, right? Sure. So you want to get the count, but you also want to get the actual revenue amount. At the end of the day, you want to say, look, I spent five k in ad spend and I got. 40k in revenue. Okay. Like you want to know what those numbers are, what's going out and what's coming in. And you know, how did you do it? Right. Maybe you spent 5k, you got 40k, but 1000 of your $5,000 was doing nothing. So you could literally just chop it, spend 4k and get the same 40k. So that's what we're doing. You know, we're, and, and by the way, like I was saying, you know, if you're only tracking, so it's so crazy. Like I talk to businesses all the time. They're not tracking phone calls at all. There's, you know, they're spending all this money, but it's like, if you're only tracking web leads, you're artificially inflating your cost per lead because you're saying I spent this much money and I got 10 leads. But if you got 10 phone calls as well, you actually got 20 leads. Yeah, you know? you so your denominator is doubling your, which means you basically, you know, your cost per leads going in half, assuming that happens. Um, and assuming one of those leads might make you 20 or 200 K in revenue. If you had a one phone call, you spent, you know, 2K on this ad group and it, but it came 100%. back for 200. Hey, that's worth it. Or, yeah, or you might have killed the entire ad group because you said this is, this might have killed is getting it. nothing. Yeah, yeah this is getting know. nothing. I'm going to turn yeah. it off. But it's like, no, no, no. That ad group is getting you phone calls. And by the way, oh, and by the way, when I was saying 10 web leads, 10 phone calls, those phone calls aren't worth the same as those 10 web leads. Because like I was saying, those converted three times higher. The 10 web leads, you might have converted one sale. But the phone calls, I bet you convert three or four. So it's actually worth like 3x the amount. And the fa- fact that you're not tracking it. So one, your cost per lead is only going to be in half. But your cost per sale is actually be like a quarter of that because you're getting like four times the amount of sales from it. So when I talk to all these businesses, like kind of going back to your question, it's like, this is not getting tracked. It's such a big deal. Um, it's such a big deal. And how do you build an easy way for them to, to do it? Because look, at the end of the day, if it's, if it's price prohibitive or if it's too difficult, these are business owners or their agencies. I'm talking about more of the business owner being able to small business too, though. Small biz, small, medium sized biz. Exactly. It's like, how do you make something almost consumer grade easy, like dead, simple, easy to use. Think of like a Trello, just like, look, it doesn't need to be complicated. I, I, even the word like analytics software just seems heavy. Software is like a crazy heavy word. Sometimes (laughs) it's like, look, you just want to be able to just one click button, add the number, drop a little snippet of code onto my site, boom, track it, see it in analytics, see it in AdWords, see it in Pardot, uh, whatever it is. Um, and make it easy for them to use. And then the other thing that like, so that's what we, we set out to solve. Um, and yeah. That's cool. You know, it's funny you mentioned analytics. It, we spent uh, an hour talking to Joseph uh, on, on the uh, the last episode, uh-huh. diving into there's the different definitions of analytics, and one mm-hmm. of them is AI, which spun us off in a rabbit hole talking about not Allen Iverson, murderous robots, and uh, and yeah, but so yeah, keeping it simple. And you know, to your point, there's marketers out there that you know it might, it might be yourself or three people yeah. in that company, and 
you want to get the tracking, but you don't, you can't spend a whole person's time doing it. It's like, I got a job. Like I can't care and feed for this thing. I just need to set it up, get the reporting, get the metrics and then keep doing what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, kind of going how, back how does to it work, is it, is it what flash code or you drop some, yeah. So the way that ours works, the way yeah. that ours works for, for marketers for online campaigns is we create what's called a dynamic number. Cool. Um, and basically what that is, it's a little snippet of JavaScript that we drop onto a site. If you have a WordPress site, any type of unbound site, whatever you're doing as a marketer, yeah. a little snippet of code just in like the HTML inserter, you know, tool, whatever it is. Um, and that, what that does is it rotates the numbers on the site. We have a pool, we do like a quick pool of numbers cool. yeah. um, and then they rotate. So each visitor actually sees a different number and it's session based. So effectively, every session will get displayed one of these numbers. So when someone calls the number, we know which session made that mm. number call, like which session that number is attributed to at yeah. that time. So then we're able to attribute the phone call to the session, which then we get all the data in the cookie from that session. And we're able yeah. to do that, attribute that back to the call. So that's um, how you know if like this was an ad spend or this was yep. organic. Or... Organic paid, but even even inside of paid, like we're getting, you know, especially if we're, if it's a Google paid, like we're getting all, everything in the Google Click ID. Really? So get all all the juicy browser yeah we're getting everything we're displaying it to them you know we have some people that you know they're only tracking it you know some of these other competitors and stuff or other call tracking companies like they'll track it like maybe to uh like adwords maybe to keyword but the thing is like if you want to identify hey you're getting you're only getting calls on like desktop you're only getting calls on on this browser like we just want to give them insight so that marketers can optimize their campaigns um more effectively so that they can, at the end of the day, just like get more calls, like double down, triple down on what's working. Yeah. Um, but that's the way we do it. Just, you know, one less than 30 seconds, you can create the dynamic number, drop, yeah. you know, copy and paste the code in and then the number swapping. And then anytime someone calls, we're feeding that data into analytics and AdWords and displaying it on just a beautiful dashboard where they can see, you know, all the calls. Yeah. That's some magic stuff there. Now, I know you have connected that to HubSpot and I think you've got something in the works now for Salesforce. Yep. So we have it connected with HubSpot. Uh, we have uh, dozens. We just launched it. We have like almost 50 agencies right now that have already connected in and are doing like thousands of calls through HubSpot every single day, which is really cool. Um, we're launching um, the Salesforce Pardot. Nice. Uh, should be next week. So we have the integration done. We're actually testing it out right now. So, I mean, cool. it, I think that is like next level because again, even inside of, you know, Pardot and Salesforce, you can, you can also close the loop because then anytime right. a deal is in status, uh, closed one, you're going to know the revenue from that deal attached to the, uh, the phone call and the marketing source. Um, and then that, that closes the loop on, on ad spend and, uh, and revenue, which we're doing now, by the way, um, inside of Google analytics for other clients that aren't sure. using CRM. Sure. Um, and that's something that like, by the way, I looked at all these other call tracking companies and one, one kind of what you said is like, they're all identifying as self-service and I, I was like, man, these guys do not have time to just guess their way through it or look right. through how-to articles and like figure it out. It's been hours and hours. I was like, we want to be full service. But then everyone else is only tracking it to the lead. So they're saying, hey, a phone call over this duration, you know, we, and then they'll like maybe parse some words out using some like really bad AI. And then they'll say like, we think this was a sale. And then they'll like attribute that sale like some random value based on like average dollar amount per sale. And what we're doing is saying like, that is just wrong. <laughs> That's not the right. way that you should do it. You should actually, you know, match it to a real sale and then basically be able to say like, okay, this phone call with this source and everything is, is tied to this actual revenue event, e-commerce mm-hmm. transaction, whatever, however they're taking the dollars um, and then display that as like a, a true sale attached to, uh, attached to the call. Yeah. 
Um, That's really cool because now instead of being shy about capturing those late stage people, I can throw that phone number everywhere. And now I know I'm going to get, I'm going to be able to track it just as much as everything else, you know? Yeah. Even, and if you think about it, I mean, a lot of, a lot of sales cycles, um, like the sale happens later, right? Even, even, mm. you know, in, in some sure. cases like lawyers or you do proposal, like you, you do the phone call, you do the proposal. Oh, we just got a sale. Uh, <laughs> and, awesome. uh, congrats. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. I have this push notification. It comes to my phone every time we get one and like lights up like fireworks. It's awesome. That's cool. Um, Life of a startup, ladies and gents. <laughs> That's what it is. So, yeah. So, um, I forget what I was saying, um, but... Uh, we're connect. No, we're connect. So, we were just saying, you're connecting to Salesforce. So, by the time people are listening to this... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you'll be able to just tie it right into Salesforce and it what matches up what phone number? Yeah, exactly. So it'll match up the phone number to the, well, with Salesforce, it's different because we're going to push the, the phone call into Salesforce. We're either going to sure. match it to an existing contact or create a contact, add the sure. activity cool. record. And then when uh, the status is closed one, we're going to be able to take the value in there. Um, I think what I was saying before that, though, was that if they're not using Salesforce, we're, we're matching it up as well. Um, but we're matching it up to, oh, uh, we're matching it up to a transaction, right? And yeah, like Google Analytics. Yeah, like more of the B2C side. Yeah. Yeah, or if you're like a lawyer or something, right? Let's say you do the phone call and then the sale happens like a month later. We're able to take the sale a month later and then kind of search, was this phone number from inside of this sale a month later, match to any phone calls, then boom, tie them both together and then say, hey, this is the revenue that came from this phone call, even though the phone call happened a month ago. It's really important, you know, it's really important, uh, especially marketers trying to justify the seat at the table, doing all this work, all this spend. And uh, sometimes those calls come in and then sales are like, yeah, I closed this deal in a day. <laughs> it, it also, it also is interesting. Um, just thinking through our own like financial model. If you think about it, you know, your ad spend today, there's going to be different cohorts of like when, you know, the, let's yeah. say I spent $10,000 today, right? Month zero, I might close, you know, let's say five sales or let's say a thousand dollars. I might close another 2000 in month two, maybe zero month three, but maybe month four, these bigger deals I've been working, I close like $20,000, right? So this one time 10K spend is going to have different cohorts that are going to close over time. Yeah. And that's why I think it's important for marketers to be able to continuously like track that because look, those leads can't, and obviously it's, you know, same thing with, with leads and, and that sort of thing. But it's like, if things are coming in and closing over time that you might not have had the right tracking to, it's like, how are you going to know that that 10K, because like if you're reporting back, hey, what did this 10K yeah. get us? It's like, oh, I'm going to have to tell you, in like six months or a year what that yeah. 10k got you because that 10k is still coming in the revenue from that 10k is still coming in especially those b2b guys where their sales cycle is longer you know and mm-hmm. we've always told people is the longer your sales cycle the more help you can get by these tools and things like marketing automation and and because you can just really double down and shorten that sales cycle if you got like a, a one second sales cycle it lasts a day and you're selling I'm jealous. Know, something crazy yeah we're all jealous but you know enjoy the 75 cent transaction value yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. but everyone else, though, you know, I once bumped into someone, I think they said like, yeah, mine's a year, but you, a year and a half, two years, that, that gets crazy. You might not even be around by the time you're lead. I know. Point, so, which <laughs> <laughs> is crazy. But yeah, I mean, so, okay, cool. So we tie all those things in together and we make it simple. Is, is there, a, I guess, phonewagon.com to, you know, sign up for like a demo or a, or just go ahead and 
Yeah. It's like a trial, like a free trial. Yeah. yeah. So we have, we have a free trial, cool. a 14 day free trial. They get, it comes with one number. So what we usually tell people is look, sign up for the trial, no credit yeah. card required, add a number, do a test call, see how the number shows up in your dashboard, sync it to analytics, see how the number shows up as an event or conversion. Can you style analytics. the number to make sure it hits like it fits into your site? hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. We have auto styling. So when cool, it, when it cool. drops in, it'll auto match like the, nice. uh, the styling on the site. Yeah. It's like a beautiful site and this wonky number over here, but instead it just kind of seamlessly fits. Or it's like, it. yeah, yeah. Or there's like brackets on, on it. And then there's like not brackets or, or if it's like an international number, it's formatted as a U.S. number and people are like, what? Right. Dear yeah, no yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> be gross. So, yeah. so how long have you been doing this? You created this a couple years ago? Uh, so, I started building it at the end of 2016. I, okay. I really launched, got first paying customer in January of 17. So okay. rate, I would say rate a little over a year. Okay. Oh, wow. So a little over a year now. Now, now one of the things that, um, that I, I really enjoyed watching is you actually, for a while, were doing a daily vlog. You're doing yeah. like a little quick YouTube video about, I don't know, the life of a startup founder just grinding right and just yeah. and uh you know building this or trying to find this customer or having a meeting here yep. it was really interesting and um you know i think some videos have more views than others because some of those topics are just universal but as someone else who has created something or anyone else is like, interested in creating just watching the evolution and uh some days you're high on life some days you're like man <laughs> this yeah 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 but it was really fat. What's the, is there a short link to that? Because we, we can link people to that. It's, yeah, 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 we can throw the link in the description. Just YouTube.com. Or just, or just search your name on YouTube. Is that probably the best bet? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so, what, what's this been like? You, 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 yeah. you got this idea. Now, did that come from previous work doing marketing or previous work doing other things where you identified that gap? Were you sniffing? Were you looking for something to start? And this like, it like it reared its ugly head or how did that evolution happen? Um, so, definitely happened from just experience in the past. So when I first uh, graduated from college, I worked at this startup called Yext, um, Y-E-X-T in, uh, in New York. And uh, what they were doing when I worked there was we were selling calls to local businesses as leads. So it was a pay per call yeah, model. So cool. we were literally selling to like chiropractors, <laughs> uh, pest control, dentists, um, you know, plumbers, HVAC. We were selling them calls and leads effectively we're yeah. using tracked numbers driving them calls and then saying you know hey, if you get a good call over a certain duration if certain words were stated in the calls then we're going to charge you you know per call per lead um anywhere from like 20 bucks to 80 bucks depending on the industry right like okay. chiropractic calls like 40 bucks remodeling is like 80 bucks whatever it is so that's when i first got introduced to like lead gen value of phone calls yeah. kind of like using mass numbers tracked numbers that sort of thing um that was like really, really interesting. And I also caught the startup bugs. I went to school in like Clemson. They don't really have startup stuff there. There's like football. and like <laughs> There's football. <laughs> yeah, there's like a football and like, that's it. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, so, so this is probably not an ad for Clemson then. <laughs> I mean, no, they're awesome. No, they're awesome. I just, there's not like a thriving, like tech VC right. startup scene there, you know? So when I moved to New York because it was the only, only job I got. Uh, I got this like random cold calling job for like 28k base plus commission. <laughs> and my parents were like you're doing that and i was like yeah well they literally it's the only thing i got okay <laughs> okay it sounds great uh no but yeah, i enjoy I, paying that student loan bill off right with yeah I was, <laughs> I was like oh i only have 50k in student loans what could go wrong i'm moving to new york It'll take me two years if i don't spend any money anywhere else <laughs> Minimum, yeah, maximum two years got this <laughs> 
so, um, yeah, so did that, and I thought it was awesome. Got introduced to like startups, venture capital, just like sales. Mm. I was living in New York City with all these kids right out of school, all sales types kids, and I was like, man, this is like really cool. I like really like sales. I really like like startups, that sort of thing. Um, so then I moved down to Virginia and I started working um, at this other startup. Uh, and basically, they were like you know back office software for the same types of businesses. Wait, wait. So you went from like like crushing it in New York City, Starbucks in hand to Virginia. <laughs> To Vir- like rural Virginia, rural Virginia? Not, not like right outside farming Arlington. I'm talking like rural, <laughs> <laughs> like like fields. Like I think like the biggest uh, attraction was like that they do this like um corn maze. If you ever go on a corn maze, yeah, sure. Were they yeah. still on AOL dial up when you when you went there? Or? We worked at AOL. Oh, that's <laughs> that's the next funny. That's the next part of the story, <laughs> is that we literally worked at so AOL has this massive campus in Dulles, yeah. Virginia, yeah. and they have so much extra room there that they let or I guess not let, they have this like startup incubator where it's just huh. pretty much free office space. They don't, it's not an accelerator. They don't take any equity. Uh, there's, is, there is an application process, but it's basically the whole idea is so, because one AOL has a ton of extra space and they want to, you know, make <laughs> the campus vibrant still and like right. have energy and like startups and like, you know, bring, bring life to the, uh, the people that are there. Um, these are pretty much all assumptions, by the way. They're like, nah, but we <laughs> sure. don't want to let fact right? Asterisk there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 but I mean, that's all true, right? There is yeah, a huge yeah. campus. They let startups come there, no equity, all that stuff. Um, well, they're just so, one step ahead of Yahoo, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, are they ahead? Uh, yeah. No, I'm just probably. saying, like, they're a little bit, are they, they're newer, newer, they're newer than Yahoo? Because, like, I Yahoo's know. trying to reinvigorate themselves too, but. Uh, yeah, this was like when I was there. It was like pre Yahoo becoming well, cool it, years ago. Like it was like 2013, 20 oh, okay. end of 2012, 2013. Uh, yeah. So anyway, moved down to Virginia. Yeah. It was actually because I was dating this girl, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm totally- that's probably the real story." There, I was like, "How did you leave Mark for Virginia?" Yeah, well, that is a startup story. from AOL. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I moved down there for this girl, and then we broke up, and then I was like, "Shit!" Now I'm stuck in rural Virginia. <laughs> like, what do I do? <laughs> I know <laughs> AOL. AOL. <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest tech company here? AOL. Right. Uh, so then I, yeah. So, so anyway, you're doing I was that. You're crushing it, you know, AOL style. <laughs> I, I, I would, every day. You know, that's also a stretch, but you know, we don't want to, we don't want to, again, let fact get in the way. Uh, sure. No. So I'm at this startup. We're basically it's selling software, like back office software to okay. the same types of businesses that I was selling leads to. So it was like work order software, cool. field service software, that sort of thing. Uh, we ended up, you know, I, uh, we ended up like growing the business. The business ended up growing. Um, it was awesome, but I just got, you know, I was still in conversations with these guys, conversations with these guys. Um, so I was like really familiar. I felt like with SMB and with like, you know, lead gen in general. And I was also doing stuff on the side, just a little bit throwing up landing pages, driving calls to businesses right. that I would like find on Craigslist and stuff like that, just to like test out like lead gen, um, tactics and things like that. And then that company got acquired by home advisor. Um, in like 2014, I think. Okay, yeah. um, so then I stayed there till like 20, early 2016. And I was basically just like trying to figure out uh, like what to do. Call tra- and, and then by the way, I had used, we had used call tracking there. Um, okay. And so I was like familiar with it. I wanted to do my own thing. I, you know, and as I was self-reflecting, I was starting to say like, look, what have I done? What do I know? I was like, I don't know consumer. I've realized I didn't know a lot, by the way. I was like, I don't know <laughs> yeah, consumer. Hey, that's valuable. I don't know enterprise. I don't know e-commerce. 
but I feel like I know SMB. So I wanted yeah. to do something with SMBs. And Twilio phones IP. for sure. What's up? And phones for sure, right? Well, Everything no, not you even, was well, this is how the phone thing. And then okay. I, was, I was like, I want to do something with SMB. I want to sell SaaS to SMBs. Okay. okay. So like, what yeah. do I sell them? I don't know. I was trying to figure it out for a while. But then Twilio IPO'd. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like you can build cool stuff on top yeah. of Twilio. Um, like, you know, one, I saw this company um, called uh, Dialpad, I believe, that came out from like Uber Conference. So like there was, you know, I started seeing like phone happening. Um, and then there was this other company. Uh, uh, it's basically like call center software kind of built on top of Salesforce. I thought that was interesting. I would really love if I could think of the name of that company. Um, and then anyway, so then I was like, okay, well, like that's cool. I would love to like do something with, with phone. Started looking at the data. Sure. Phone calls were exploding. No one's really going after like call tracking. Some people were tackling like the phone, like aircall.io. Uh, some people were tackling call center software. No one's really going wow. after like call tracking, which I was like, that's crazy because like the, the tracking the calls and lead gen, that's like really, really uh, important. Um, there's a few companies in the space. So I was like, look, I'm just going to see if I can just get something off the ground right. for, for kind of cheap, fund it with my own money and just see if I can like get paying customers. Like, cause I was just, I just needed something to do also. So I was yeah. like, let's just see if I can do that. Um, so I like kind of did it really quick. I wrote a blog article on it on Kissmetrics about how I did it. We ended up getting started getting paying customers in like January. What's titled that blog? Because it's kind of a, it's a really cool story. So you start was it like four K or no forty? Yeah, yeah. So it's the title is like here's how I built and launched a SaaS company for yeah. less than forty K. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then I break down, like I even put in the Google docs that we use. So I hired a designer. I even put in like the wireframes, um, put in, uh, like the use cases, I put in like all the docs that were in there, exactly how much I spent. Cause you're not a, you're not like a programmer yourself, right? No. So you had no. to like find the right people. I had to like find the right people, yeah. interview the right people, like figure out how to like get them the requirements. Like it was like not my skill set at sure. all, but I was just super focused and I was like, look, I got to do this. Like, I don't like I have to do it. I don't, there's right. nothing else I could do. Like I have, I have to figure out a way. And I feel like if you, once you go in, you're, you laser in on something, you're like, all right, like there's no turning back. Like I'm going to figure this out. We were able to like, did you burn the out. ships? I burned the ships. That's what I told. That's what I told. So we just raised a round of funding, which we can talk about in a second. But I cool. told, I told them, I was like, I, and now I was like, I've put in 250 K of my own money into this. I was like, I've wow. burned the ships. I was like, I'm either going to die doing this or like, this is going to work. Like, cause I'm not <laughs> giving up. Like I'm not going back. Right. Um, and, that reminds uh, me of the opposite of like a Shark Tank thing where someone's like, yeah, I'm a full-time captain in the Air Force and, uh, and I run this business over here. Oh, but this business right here, give me like a couple million. Don't worry, I'll run that too. And they're like, you're not going to run this too. Yeah. <laughs> not even your main thing, but you were the opposite. You're like, yo, I, I have a my watch is connect, tied to the computer. If I die, this thing dies, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what, that's what it's like. Yeah. That's why I like, I, and also I think what happened to be honest, I started off, it was on the side and I was like telling people, I was like, Oh, I'm doing this little like Twilio, like app on the side. Like I was like downplaying it. But then once I started doing it, started getting customers, I think one, it's also like intoxicating or in addicting, right? You start seeing people that are using the product that you built yeah. out of thin air. It's like crazy. It's so cool. Um, and then I, and then I just like wanted to win. So I was like, like at first I was like, I'd be cool to build like a million ARR business and like, you know, totally. kind of profitable and like chill and like, I'll go to like Florida or something, whatever, like old retired chill people do. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, Oh, Get some crap, passive like, income, drink a pina colada. I'll <laughs> oh, like work four hours. Like, yeah. Like, do stuff like that. So then, but then I was like, Oh man, like, fuck, I want to like win. And then I started seeing these companies that are like 
doing cool stuff. I was like, man, we can beat them. Like we can beat these yeah. companies. Like there's not that many. And the, there's big companies in the space that are just dinosaurs. I'm like, we're going to be big, man. You can just disrupt that, right? Like there's they're f- slow moving. Yeah. Hard there's, to a set f- up. there's a few like, okay. There's a few decent um, competitors and they're, I mean, they're good. So I'm like, oh wow. Now it's like really oh, okay. competitive. And like, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to win too, because like these guys are out there like really playing ball, like right. So we went through, uh, so doing that, I got, I was like, all right, I'm all in, went all in probably like April cool. of 17 and then, uh, decided to do tech stars in, uh, this summer, so this okay. summer, summer of 17 and tech um, stars. Just describe that for so tech stars. It's a startup accelerator. It's similar to cool. uh, like a Y combinator We're basically 12, 12 startups. You get accepted. If you get in, you get, you, you know, they, they, uh, offer you a hundred K, um, like convertible note yeah like a convertible note whatever okay um and then they give you it's a 12-week program they give you access to a ton of mentors you get introduced to like a ton of like local seed stage um and and series a investors and they just put you through a very structured program and i wanted to do it for the structure because i was like doing this on the side i didn't really have like a huge any like accountability really because it was like kind of just me doing it and i was like i really wanted that fire and why i had like the internal i was like i really want to almost be like i want you know how it's like when you say a goal you kind of put it out in the, to the universe where it's like yeah. you tell someone you did it. Like I almost want to say like when, if you're like trying to lose weight, people are, you're supposed to like say that you're going to lose weight. Like, Hey, I'm going to be like, you know, 20 pounds lighter. And like you told people, so it's like, I got to live up to that. So this was like, all right, I want to like do this program, get in front of people and be like one, let them just see, let them see the work. <laughs> totally. and, then also, and then also like, you know, once you start having employees, you feel like, Hey, I got to like, shit like i can't like yeah i can't fail like i can't like not let this person go on the street yeah Um, it's one thing when you're like you see the positive making a difference the other thing is when you're like hey hey i got a huge team they're like oh i got a huge team i got a huge payroll man yeah work you know yeah for them but it's funny you say put things out there i remember a couple years ago and i was gonna do my first triathlon it was like a moment of wild genius where you're like i know I'll do a triathlon. Never done one before. Didn't even know how, like, wasn't really even riding bikes that often. I just fall off them. So it's like, yeah, I'll do a triathlon. I put out there on Facebook and, um, and then I forgot about it and, well, you know, and was like, ah, maybe I won't do it this year. And then a friend of mine was like, hey, you want to do that? You want to do that try in, in that New Hampshire uh, coming up, such and such? You know, I'll do it with you. And I was like, yeah. Okay. And it, it was like, you're right. You put it out there. You had some accountability yep. Just claiming that goal or claim like I am going to do X, you know, yep. e- even if it's the naysayers holding you accountable yeah. and, and harassing you on Twitter or whatever it is, just putting it out there. It has, has a really yeah. good effect. Yeah. And, and then I think also the, uni- I, I believe in like the universe, like things materializing, like, sure. it, like it's crazy things like that where they manifest like things like that happen in my life all the time like it's so insane people are like oh you get so lucky and i'm like i don't get lucky i just put myself in situations to get lucky and then i also believe i say it and believe it this random time this happened like a couple weeks ago i was going to this concert and i was like way before the concert i was like man i just want to catch a pick you know like when they catch the guitar pick like oh, really? randomly the guitar pick you know how like it, yeah yeah, yeah. Concert, like throw the pick and i was like i just want to catch a pick you know like you're like tiny so tiny and like two people ever catch them so we like literally go and i catch the pick and they're like are you like serious like that actually happened and i was like <laughs> I, and i was like not you even told everyone ahead of time right you're like uh, literally gonna- said it to everyone ahead of time and they're cool. like what the fuck and i'm like and i wasn't surprised at all i was like yeah of course i caught the pick like of, of course and it was like just things yeah. like that where it's like it out there hey we're gonna build this into like a hundred mil arr company 
hundred million annual recurring revenue company. And like, right. it's going to happen. I'm saying like five to seven years, maybe it takes like eight and a half, but like, it's going to happen. And like, I'm not going to be surprised, but it's like, you just got to like put things like that out there into yeah. the universe. And then like, you know, one, the thing is like, I'll believe it. But then it's like, then if like my team starts believing it and then like people, customers start believing it, like all these minds start believing it. And then like their minds start going through the motions of us becoming a hundred mil AR company. And then we start getting investors who are like building us financial plans to becoming that. And then it's like, you start getting funded to be that. And then it's like, holy shit, like that just like happened. Yeah. And then that, and then it just like manifests. And I'm reading like books that say time and time again how this is like so real so real so real and it's happened to me in like smaller instances throughout my life and i'm just like man this is like going to happen and i love love the goal size too i was listening to uh, 10x earlier today when i was crushing it on the track people audible got to do that while you're working out you'll forget hey i've been working out for an hour how'd that happen um and uh it's yeah. like hey make the goal 10x bigger than you think it should be you know, mm. out, some outrageous goal, make it be almost like that goldfish principle. I'm, I'm sure you've heard this, but anyone out there, goldfish grow to the size of their bowl, right? Oh, really? So if you have a small bowl, mm. this goldfish stays small, but if you've got a big bowl, they actually, they'll keep growing. It's crazy. Uh, but like, so I, I love the idea of make that goal 10 X. So you're not saying like, Ooh, yeah. I want to get to like 2 million recurring revenue. No, I'm going to go. It's cute, but it's like, that's not what we're doing and it's here. Great. It, it is really is good. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. Even one is great, but then you're like, no, 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 I'm putting out there. We're going here. You yeah. Know? And then just working 10 X harder than everybody else to get there. Yeah. Love that. Um, yeah. And I, I, again, I think like, like it's like, it's going to happen. That's, that's, it's, it's so funny. I was watching this. Uh, so, I, so by the way, going back to the vlogs and everything, right. So I've, I've, the reason I did them is cause I kept following and this, this might seem random. I'm going to tie it back together. Yeah. yeah. Following. So what was happening is I was noticing like video is the most consumed content. You know, you start seeing like, Hey, do people really consume these long form blog posts, which I think are great. And I think I'm, we're still going to do, we don't do that many of them, but I, I want to, um, start putting them it's out. It's great if you're a writer. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you're a writer. And the, the other thing, by the way, it's really hard to outsource that stuff. What I used to do was yeah. record like voice memos and then send it to someone to then write. And then yeah, I would yeah. be like not really looking at it. It was just like, wasn't great. Like mm. if I sit down and do it, but it just takes so long because I does. like have ADD and I'm like, I can't like just sit down and like write this like awesome article and I don't want to put out shitty content. But anyway, I was, I was looking and I was saying like, <laughs> great videos are the most consumed content. YouTube is yep. like, blowing it felt like it was blowing up it still feels like it's kind of like blowing up and kind of making this like comeback where people are consuming it they're yeah. going in and they're like watching their people and then i was like well these vloggers who are out there one they're like massive have massive influence right massive followings but like they don't really like do anything <laughs> they just do like pranks and like random things like that or like you know here's how i you know bought a Lamborghini with pennies or, or something like that. So, or then on the flip side, you see like the Gary V's, the super serious that are like fucking hustle, business, business, business. I yeah. Four <laughs> seconds every three days, like fucking crush. So it's like, how do you kind of like combine that and be like, all right, Hey, I'm like more approachable. I'm more of like you and, and, uh, relatable, but I'm still going to like vlog, but I'm still doing business yeah. stuff. And then I feel like I wanted people to be like, Oh wow. You're like just a normal person just doing, doing this. But like, Holy shit. You're like, you just like are building this company. Holy shit. You just raised like over a million dollars. Holy crap. You have like hundreds of paying customers. Like maybe I should like pay attention to that. And if right. you kind of combine it, like Gary Vee says something like, 
you know, it has to be like inspirational. It has to be entertainment and it has to be, there's some other pillar. And he's like, you got to kind of figure out how you want to weigh those. Yeah. Um, and at first I kind of weighed it too much on like entertainment and I just, just like looked like a douche. Um, <laughs> and I thought it was more like, Hey, I'm a crazy startup founder. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Whoa, way too YouTube. Like, but then eventually some of those you did, they were, you were, you were teaching people like a lesson learned. Like, um, I think you had someone on your team, like not, not steal or like just lie or something. Yeah. You just were transparent. You just shared, like, I've never had this happen before. It blew my mind. Here's what I'm going to do about it. Here's how I'm going to prevent it from happening again. Yeah. So I, I, I saw you make that, that transition from just education. And I think Joe Chernoff actually says like, make it entertaining or educational or both, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's the other one. So it's entertaining, um, educational or inspirational. I like that. Three yeah. p- pillars. And then it's like, how do you weigh, do you go equal or do you go heavier on one? But either way you need all three, all three of those pillars. Um, but that's exactly what happened. So it's like, and, and that's by the way, kind of going back to this like compound effect, um, type, type thing is like we were vlogging every single day. So the whole idea yeah. was like, Hey, I want to create a vlog and document our journey going through tech stars. Cause it's a, a startup accelerator. Yeah. So I hired this guy off YouTube, flew him out to New York, put him up, paid him, um, salary and just to follow me around, be like a cameraman and editor, <laughs> um, for the summer. It was actually like really cool and fun. Um, but the thing is like, you're getting footage every single day and you're doing something consistent. That sounds like you spent that tech stars money, uh, creatively. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, it's like, but here's the thing, here's the thing that I would argue. Uh, so one, we've gotten like articles and in ink that I'm going to talk about from that. I would yeah. argue that this came from that. Like this wouldn't happen sure. if that didn't happen. And then sure. me and you do something and then we go out there. So I would argue that that cost is still going to come back and, and we're still going to percent. Yeah. Long like, tail too. You know? mm-hmm. And the thing is like, let's say I spent 15 K on, on the vlog. So I would have to bring in, you know, let's say even like 30 K in annual revenue or whatever, just to make it worth it. You know, it's like, not a lot. But, you know, content, content yeah. typically it's is evergreen. evergreen, right? Yeah. Evergreen. Yeah. Jinx. And that, so, so, so uh, yeah. So, so what I was, uh, what I was saying is so like one of the videos that you were talking about, you know, we, we got the guy who was like kind of like lying, stealing basically. He's basically setting demos with himself and telling us that they were customers, whatever. So that video like did well, really helpful well. too for all the marketers listening. They're like, yeah, sales. They're, they're, they're all so sketch. What's the deal? So he would just, he was saying like, Oh, I did a demo call. And he like definitely didn't do a demo. No, call. So, all right. So I, ha- I had uh setters and closers, SDRs. They were just cold calling into agencies, setting demos with the agencies. And sure. then our, our AEs or, or literally it was me at this time. <laughs> at this time it was me. He was basically awesome. demos for That's me it. with marketers. Okay. Yeah. So the way I found it was he set this demo for this guy, like Peter from Irvine, California. And by the way, this SDR, he's from like uh, Columbus, Ohio, like Tennessee, like thick Southern draw. Okay. So he sends me that his name's Peter, who then he, his email was some Gmail address, which I always thought was like sketchy. Cause it used to be, it used to have the domain in it. And then I'm talking to him and it's like this Southern draw guy. And he's saying his name's Peter from this place in Irvine, California. I'm looking Peter up on the website. And I'm like, you do not sound like you look on the website, you know? And then I was just like completely thrown off. He didn't know anything about AdWords. I was asking him, I'm like, Hey, are you doing like, broad match modified keywords. Like I was trying to go really specific to get him to tell me like something and the guy didn't know anything. So I was like, this is not him. So basically he was setting fake demos with himself because he got commissioned when the person showed up for the demo. I was commissioning them when someone comes and does a demo. Right. And then the salesperson would get credit if they closed. Um, so that's what he was doing, which is the craziest thing. Um, but we use like Closio did a blog post about it and then we got paying customers from that. So like, I would argue like, 
one, I don't ever, I don't, I don't like get upset really. It was just like, a, I was like confused and I was like, I feel like it's like a learning opportunity, but also I feel like yeah. the, even the content that we were able to capture from that is going to actually help us monetize way more than we even like spent paying him. Sure. I just sure. kind of like twisted the language pretty much for the internet's sake. I'm like, sales rep caught lying and stealing to my face, you know, like <laughs> emotional in like, in like asterisks. Whereas like, it's just like for more for like YouTube, but it was like, it was crazy. You catch those things, you know, and that's the thing is like when you're doing stuff consistently, you're going to catch little, little, like, I'm not saying breaks, but like little things like that are going to catch on. Right. Um, and that's why when I, when I listen to like YouTubers, um, do like podcasts and interviews and they're saying like, Oh, I do these videos every single day. One of them catches, vi you know, one of them goes viral, boom, then they get a huge following or like one of them caught on, you know? Yeah. So it's like the act of this consistency and uh, doing, doing something every single day that then I think kind of materializes um, over time because like some things are going to catch on. Right. Yeah. You just, that regular set, that regular tempo. Does that really, I think you're talking about a book you're reading. Yeah, there's this, yeah. So there's a book called the slight edge. Um, okay. And that's what he says is like, you know, if you want to be successful, all you have to do is simple daily disciplines is, is basically mm -hmm. what the slight edge is. And whether that's like eating, I mean, it's all of them, right? But it's like eating healthy, working out every single day and just doing, you know, doing these little disciplines that compound over time. And the whole point is 95% of people aren't going to actually do them every single time. And if you just do these little things, like you will be successful because like they're so easy to do and so easy not to do. And that's why so many people don't do them. And even, you know, even over like Christmas break, I was in, uh, I was in Florida with a bunch of people and they're like, how do you like, cause I, I like eat healthy. So they're like, how do you eat healthy? Even when we're like on vacation or like at a pool and stuff. And I'm just like, dude, like you, it's such an easy little choice. Like instead of just doing that, do this. And then, then from there, what happens is like your mind is way sharper. Like mm. you just ate a burger and fries. Like you probably feel like shit. You're salty. So you're like puffed up. You're probably going to make like a, you're probably going to then get a glass of rosé, which is going to turn into a bottle, which is then you're going to like eat shit. <laughs> you're gonna have a good next day. And then you're not going to be sharp. You're going to miss that call. Like so many things spiral from that one decision, you know, For sure. so it's like, a bottle of rosé sounds like a mistake in any setting. Mistake. <laughs> Unless it was really good. So it's, <laughs> but yeah, no, I hear you. So, it, but so anyways, yeah, point, yeah, keep going. Like it's it's the daily things that people aren't doing. I, I think even um, there's like an admiral uh, in the Navy that that gave mm -hmm. a presentation. He said if you could do one thing, I think Navy SEALs. He's like make your bed every morning because yep. even if you have like the worst day ever, you come back to that that freshly made bed every night. Yeah. You know. And it exactly. starts your day off with just a little bit of self-discipline. Little win. You get a little win. And little I, win, yeah. I heard that. I was in some some book. It's like you want to just get as many little wins as you can, mm. you know, throughout the day. And those little wins are going to like either compound or they're going to just make, you know, make you like feel that confidence. I was talking to someone today about like earned confidence because there's a lot mm. of people that have like confidence that isn't earned confidence. So like right. people who like inherit wealth might have like confidence or people who are just like hot. Uh, just be, you know, like they might just be confident because of that, but it's like, if you've earned something, like you've built something from scratch, you've, you've right. done something, you're getting these wins yourself. You're like confident in that. And then it's like, that's going to carry on to, to the next thing. And I think similar to, you know, making the bed, getting these little wins, like eating healthy, you know, going to the gym, like, boom, I'm on a five day gym streak. Oh, I'm on like a 15 day gym streak. And then it's like, you know, so then that's going to carry over to the office. Like, Hey, I need to put out content today. Like, ah, I don't feel like it. It's like, <laughs> same, I don't feel like it is the same thing. When you say, I don't feel like going to the gym today. Like, I don't feel like eating healthy. Like I want to like eat these mozzarella sticks or something. It's the same thing. You know, it's just like, it's the way it translates into whether it's like your, your work life or your personal life or right. whatever it is. That's cool, man. Uh, you know, it, it's all about, you know, sp spending your time. Yeah. All the, all the really, 
really not just famous, but the really successful people that I bump into. And, and so if you're tech stars, you're probably meeting a lot of these folks too. They're really deliberate about their use of time. Mm-hmm. You know, like time is that resource. Yeah. I think everyone has like an article on that or a blog. Gary Vee probably does. Um, I know Sam Graham actually had a, he's interested in just the, the ability of you've got this time. It's like opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. and then how are you going to use it? And then it, you know, all the, all the most successful people, they're, they're, they're planning it out in advance. Um, I don't know if you've heard the, there's different journals for this. I use like the best self journal mm-hmm. and it, and every morning it, it says, okay, what are three things you're grateful for today? Just starting out in that right mindset. Yep. Um, Cause if you have that gratitude, you're not, you're not afraid of things. And you're not mad at things. Cause you're like, this is cool. I can work from this. Yeah. Um, and then it makes you literally, uh, I say literally a lot on the show. Uh, you, it, you draw squares. It has your, all the hours of the day and you draw squares and you literally bucket in the different areas you're going to spend time. And the goal is to actually plan out the entire day. Yep. And, and I usually will pull up my phone and the calendar on there and it has most of it. But I also added, okay, I'm going to drive to the gym. I'm going to, you know, gym time is here, prep for the podcast, your podcast here. And then I know Tim Ferriss says one of the things he does is just he'll pick one thing that day. Uh, some people say three things. One thing sounds good too. And he'll set aside two or three hours just for that with no distractions. Yep. And then uh, that this best self journal, there's, there's like three goals for the day. So a little section over there you fill in. What are the three things I want to accomplish today? Everything else is gravy. What are those three things? I just find that in the morning, especially when I'm, I'm pliable at like 5 a.m., <laughs> whatever I'll, I'll do and say, like just thinking about this stuff and writing it down, whenever I don't do it, which has happened recently, especially if, you know, if I'm traveling or this, the Super Bowl, which is a whole other matter. But when I got off my routine- By the way, I went to that as well. You were there too? Last minute, like randomly went, yeah. Dude, so- <laughs> okay, so best self journal. Everyone should check it out. Go get a link. It's really cool. But so you went to that too. Like, so w- when did you fly I got, in? I got a call on Thursday. Hey, my buddy has like tickets. Uh, do you want to go to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> there Friday. Um, but kind of going, I think, to what you're saying, it's like it's difficult. So, like, I was on this great streak, went to the Super Bowl, uh, got off of the great, you know, healthy. Yes you know uh discipline streak like because there was it was insane it was like we went to this bar stool party thing uh yeah. but it, so got in friday all day saturday super bowl uh sunday left monday and, and then i flew from minneapolis back to new york then back to san francisco in the same day because i went to saster uh which oh, is like geez. a SAS conference um and so it, it going back to what we're saying it's like hard you know when when that kind of stuff uh happened. i was actually thinking about hitting you up though i was just all over the place. Yeah, I flew in on, on Friday as well and uh, didn't realize that there's just stuff going on. And it's almost, it's more than just the game. It's like the whole experience. And yeah, I ended up going to a Dave Matthews concert the, the night before. So Saturday night in St. Paul, they had a, a concert. Oh, so just stuff going on. But yeah, um, I did, I did get a workout in, uh, in Minneapolis at the Y. Cause apparently if you're a member of a Y in one place, you're a member in all. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really neat. It was good too because they jacked up their visitor fee to $40. So I got there and they're like, okay, $40. Now, okay, working out, you got you to summon up your inner discipline. We were just talking about that. Yeah, you got to value. Hey, is my yeah, health worth $40? But then someone goes, and, and, and normally the fee was $10. I'm like, totally worth my health one day thing. But then someone goes, okay, $40. You're like, dude, I'm, I'm trying to encourage myself to work out here. Yeah. You're going to penalize me for coming in here. But then thankfully you found out if you remember somewhere else, no fee. No so fee. Uh, 
no fee. So wow. that was really neat. And um, you know, while we're on the topic, they had this thing in there. Um, I did this whole bike run thing. I was completely maxed out, and I walked by. It was a VR bike. What? So it, instead of like a Peloton bike, like a where pe- you yeah, a screen, like I was say Peloton? no, it had a, a, a oh, headset. Headset, and so and you know, for all the the germ phobes out there, they had little wipes and stuff for it. But anyways, I'm all done my workout. I'm gonna go change, but I put this thing on anyways, and oh, I was sh- in a battle tank. I was in a oh. tank. Everywhere I looked, the turret <laughs> of the tank moved, and if I if I pedaled, then we went forward. And I could lean left or right, and we'd turn the tank, and I could hit something on the bike, and it would shoot a, a, a cannon ball out of, or <laughs> whatever you want, around out of the, out of the tank. And what? it was so good. And these other tanks would materialize. Yeah. Scanning the area, looking around, and like pedaling as far as you can to be fast so they miss you, <laughs> and shoot other tanks. And there's that game, and then I drove a F1 race car where you look around you, and you're in the car. That's a different and, world. It, dude, I ended up doing that for like an hour. Oh my God. <laughs> I was so tired after that. Because, <laughs> yeah, it, but it was amazing. Oh, I flew an Apache helicopter. That's crazy. And the more you pedal, you can look up and down, and you'll fly up and down. I don't know what the name of this bike was. I, I think I'll find it. I took was there just one? one? Was there like a line? There's just one. Oh, There's wow. just one. No one is using open. it. I feel like you're walking out. It's like, whoo, there's like halos around the bike. I don't know. I was like, oh, this is weird. Okay, I'm going to try it. But then once I tried it, I still have dreams about flying an Apache helicopter. Oh, my God. You just need the VR thing. Yeah. That's crazy. It's like, it's like the, the turning it into a game just to sort of help, help with that motivation, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's... So I used to tell people like that's why I like playing like basketball or like running on a treadmill like I do it but man it sucks it really does like I love playing pickup basketball it's like you run way more you run like intervals because you're like sprinting it's competitive there's like a ball you're throwing in a hoop so that's just fun right. uh, plus you're kind of like elbowing or shouldering dudes so you're like like a, like physical like it's great you know um, way, way more but, so than the, the, the track or tread, you know, I've yeah. been training for tries this year, but I've, I've been determined to have fun doing it. So mm-hmm. you might be playing some soccer. Um, you know, I have this goal to try to kick a soccer ball into a basketball hoop. Oh, um, that's you know? cool. So yeah. I've got I'm, games I'm running around I'm sweating and I'm, I'm working out, but I'm not like locked in like a yeah, like, yeah, yeah. run on a treadmill. Zombie going, run. Yeah. Or watching some stupid news channel because nothing else is on there. That's yeah. the thing, you know. That's how I consume my news unintentionally. Is on a treadmill. <laughs> yeah, because they only have like news, and then usually it's like five TVs away. There's like something good, but then I look over there, and then I like fall off the treadmill, you know, because I'm like looking over at the other yes. TV, but it's like yeah. always the one in front of you is like the like boring news with like the ticker thing at the bottom, yep. and you're just like, oh my god, I couldn't be less interested in this. Or there's like a rerun of like the Kardashians, like right there. So you have like, yes, man, they should. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's like a, a remote. I just haven't figured out how. Well, you know, I've been on some of the bikes where you have your own TV. But it doesn't oh. get any better. It's still mm-hmm. the news, the Kardashians, like something on Bravo. And then there, no doubt there is always at least two cooking shows on this. Always, show. yes. I don't understand this. Yes. <laughs> I'm at the gym. I don't want to be talking food. I think, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. But that, that is true. And, and I feel like the TVs, like to press the button to change the channel, there's such a delay. And then you're like, because you're all hyped <laughs> up at the gym. And then you're like, I don't want to make, at least me, I don't, I don't want it to like wait. And I'm just like, oh my God. And I end up pressing it too many times. And I'm just Go like, past oh. it. You got to come yeah, back. I'm like, whatever. I'll just, and then it lands on like cooking, you know, and it's always like pasta. Like they're cooking, Jeez. they're like homemaking pasta. Jeez. <laughs> the routines we get in, right? Like the yeah. craziness, as long as you can get into that pattern and flow. 
Um, so, you know, while I got you here, I, we were talking earlier about this pathway you took, uh, it, and it seems like you're always touching a phone in one way or another, you know? Got and a phone it, in my hand. You, I, it's true. And you've been looking at it like every now and then, too. Really? Well, uh, what I wanted to show you, because <laughs> we're talking about it, what I wanted to show you, you were talking about, uh, I have this gratitude like journal that I do. Oh, cool. Called gratitude. So like every uh, yeah, day there you I, go. Like, write in it. That's what I was going to show you. And uh, it's it's like one of those things where it's like you're kind of practicing, um, I guess, gratitude. But you're just also totally. like you're thinking positive. So in this book, I forget which book, maybe the compound effect. But in the book, this guy and his wife were, um, they were like fighting or arguing or something like that. The relationship wasn't great. So what he did was he either talked to someone or he did it proactively, but it was basically like write down three things every single day that you are yeah. appreciative or like about your wife. So even if you're like mad at her and you're like, gosh, she's being such a nagging like person, <laughs> um, write down three things that you are appreciative. It's like, Oh, and then, so it's like every day you're, you, and then you have to just think that way. Right. So now you're yeah. thinking positively. What do I like? Oh my, well, obviously like she takes, you know, it's whatever. She's a, she's humor. You know, I, I love the companionship. She's yeah. a great mother to my children. She like keeps me organized, like whatever it is. And then you're writing those things down. And then what ended up happening in this book was like, he like gave it to her. And then a few things happened there. It's like, obviously she was like, so like, she was just like, oh my God, thank you so much. And then now he had a, you know, now his mindset was different because instead of looking at her like, God, you know, I'm so frustrated with her and like angry at whatever little things he was getting annoyed yeah. by, he was like looking at the positive in the like macro sense. But anyway, that's why, you know, I, cool. I started doing it this year and it's like, so it's like Jan, Jan one or yeah, like Jan, like Jan one. Yeah. So it's Jan one of those new, new year things you're doing that you're still doing. Yeah. 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 Well, that's yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's cool. So anyway, back to what you're saying, the path, path to, well, no, that, I mean, that's cool. I, you have three things on each one of those. Is that what you're doing? Just yeah, I do three, three a day. Yeah. Three I do three things. a day before I go to sleep. Yeah, that's cool. I, it seems like that's a magic number. Oh, you do it before you go to sleep too? I do it before I go to sleep. Um, huh? what, ha I mean, because what happens like usually before I go to sleep, I'll just like veg out and like look at my phone or something like right before yeah. I go to sleep. So I actually do it like when I'm in bed. So it's like the yeah. last thing I think about. And it's more of like a, get your thoughts like together, think positively. Like, cause also what's happening with me is like my mind just races before I go to sleep. And I am totally. just like, all right, I need to do this, this, this. And then I'll like look over my phone and then I'll send myself like a note. I'll write a note. Like, don't forget to do that. And then I'll be like, Oh shit, I got to do that too. Or I'll like slack someone. And it's like, yeah. Like last night I was like, I'm up to like two every single night, just like thinking and my mind's just like racing. So what happens is like that is like, all right, like just relax. Um, like, what are you like grateful for? And then at the end of the day, I'm just like, most of my things are like, I'm grateful for like my health, mental clarity. Yeah. Cause I feel like really sharp right now. Um, and there's like relationships is like a lot of this stuff. That's cool. So it's That's like, cool. The, the best self journal we're talking about earlier has a thing for the, the morning and the evening. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. I've been neglecting the evening one, but, uh, but you're right. When I first started doing the morning one, it was like, what am I thankful for? Uh, coffee, yeah. this warm sweatshirt, um, <laughs> my, sleep my kids, nice. my wife, right. Yeah. Or like, you're just thankful for certain things. But, um, but then you, you like a muscle, right? Just like the discipline is almost like a mental muscle, mm -hmm. the gratitude, you know, you practicing that to your point daily, you, you kind of get, you get better at it. And instead of being like, just, Hey, I'm thankful for water. You're like, I'm thankful for this and these people and yeah, this opportunity. Yeah, yeah. You get, you open your, you've already checked off the the basic physical stuff and now you're really, really thinking about what you're grateful for. You put it out there in the universe. It sounds like that couple, he just put it out there. Like, I'm, 
I'm just going to think about this, even if the rest of the time I'm not happy or yeah. I put this out there. And then that sort of helped transform the whole thing. So I think it also helps you just like be like one reflect on like what's happening. Yeah. Cause a lot of times you're, you're living so like, like in the trenches, you know, day to day and stuff that yep. it's like, it's always good to zoom out. Like, like for instance, if I'm, you know, getting frustrated with like, you know, our product roadmap or something like that. I'm like, what, what's going on? Like, when's this integration getting out? You know, when's this part out integration getting out? Like, what's <laughs> right? happening with it? like, where's the thing? But it's like, if I, what happens is like, I'm living in that moment at that time. I might even appear mad. I might seem mad, but it's like, if I'm able to kind of zoom out a bit be like, look, at the end of the day, like, this is so awesome that we're even getting to the chance to do this. Like, I remember yeah. when I was like in a cube, like that absolutely sucked. Like I had no upside. Like it was like, you know, and then it's like, and now we have these people that are like, believing in you know our vision as a company and it's like amazing that they're taking their time which is our most valuable asset time and they're doing this spending it with us so and then at the end of the day it's like i'm probably just not you know and then then you can kind of just be like it's probably on me not managing them properly or their expectations but it's like i'm so thankful that like they're like even down to like help on this journey and stuff so then it's like so different than being like what the fuck like where's this at like i yeah yeah so me, it's like, dude, it's like, thank you so much for this. And like, thank like the universe for even letting us get to do this. For sure. And then you mentioned even like, it's probably your fault. It probably yeah, it's is. Always, fault, it always you know? is. Like, I mean, hundred percent. I'm not even saying that. Like it always the, is. The yeah. fault boils up, you know, yeah. and, and, and whether it's expectation setting or, or, or whatever it is, you or know, like lack of process that yeah. I have failed to put into place. Yeah, it's yeah, like, there's, it, there's a book called uh, extreme ownership. I don't know if you've heard of that. I've heard, I've heard it a lot. It's, I haven't read it though. It's a cool book. And it, the premise is just like, it's your fault. So yeah. don't run around like yelling and nagging at people. Now, if someone's not doing something that they said they, they were going to do or whatever, yeah. that's, that's something, but it's still, what are you going to do about it? Right. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. extreme ownership is like, if, if the company as itself or the unit or whatever, the person who runs that goes, this is my fault. And rather than getting people lower than him uh, or her to have this accountability, you go, accountability starts when the person at the top is going, this is my bad. So yep, everyone yep. else feels comfortable going, no, 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 that was my bad. And like, and it kind of trickles down. Sure. But sure. The person at the top is like, well, that wasn't me. I, I did everything myself. It was my team, you know, yeah. then that just creates that nasty culture that people are trying to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy. No, it's, <laughs> it's maybe too much. I'm like, guys, like I am not listening to enough sales calls. Like I should be like giving you guys more feedback. Like it's totally my fault. Like I'm not even giving you like a script to follow when you send this. Like, so it's all on me, but don't send that one. <laughs> you know, like don't do that. But like, it's that's totally my me. fault. And, and this is my fix. So yeah. now it's on, now it's on you. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, we were talking about this and I probably want to just round this out. Um, uh, you did mention the other day, and this was really fascinating, you're battling it out, right? It's the little guy, the simple solution, the, the, the cool solution, and you're battling it out. You've got some entrenched big players that are hard to use and really expensive. Um, and so when it comes to like Google search, those guys, are, they've, they've got years of ranking behind them. They've got you know, Newsweek linking to them and all that. So what have you been doing? What are some of the strategies you've been doing just to, to kind of get that attention and sort of get yourself out there um anything so so like everything anything and everything <laughs> yeah anything and everything but the thing is i'm taking a long approach to this like i'm taking the long-term view on everything that we're doing i even tell our customers that i'm like look i don't want to work with you for a month i don't want to work with you for two months like i literally right. want to work with you in like 2025 right i want right. to be working with you for 10 years none of this little short stuff matters and that's why you know when we're selling to them it's like hey 
you know, no contract. You can cancel anytime. Like I'm not trying to hard sell you. Like I want to show you that this product is like going to give you so much value. You're going to be you want to, you're going to ask me if I can pay me more. Uh, but anyway, we take that approach though, to also like building the company, building the, the organic, um, organic rankings and things like that. So like what we've been doing is like, if you think about it for backlink or organic SEO, you know, it's like, you have to, you have to get a lot of links that are, that are to you. You have to get high authority sites that are like linking to you. So we, I mean, I've been like just personally building relationships, pitching, blogs, pitching. Well, maybe you could just dive into that topic just for a second too. The idea of that, because I mean, some people, and we're talking about search engine optimization here, right? Um, yeah. Ranking higher. And so backlinks. Yeah. Now this SEO kind of morphs and changes. People try to hack Google and then Google's like, screw you. I'm changing it. Yeah. People in, you know, in, in India are burning flags because their whole company was built on scamming Google. Yeah. Um, so what, what kind of approach you're taking? You're, you're looking for people to link to you or you're looking for what? Yeah. I mean, well, yes, but at the end of the day, like what we're doing is like, I mean, we're, I'm trying to just be one. We're trying to be like a thought leader in the space. We feel like we know a lot. We feel like, you know, we're doing interesting stuff. So we're trying to make a lot of noise. We're trying to just get noticed. Okay. So that's right. like, no one's vlogging themselves every single day going through like this tech startup accelerator. Not a lot of companies that have been around for like less than like six to eight months are raising $1.2 million. So we're trying to get like press around that stuff, press around the vlog. Uh, we're getting featured in like articles, like from Inc. Literally yesterday, it was like eight top startups to watch in New York city. So like oh, great yeah? backlink. Yeah. Great nice, backlink congrats. there. Um, but we're taking, you know, we're kind of like, you know, almost like, uh, the saying brick by brick. It's like, look, you know, we're, we're on the front lines, just like building this thing day in, day out. We're trying to do it through great, awesome content, not just this like, you know, right. text or keyword stuffed bullshit content that a lot of people, you know, totally. we're doing, but like the consistency. And by the way, like YouTube also give, also, um, rewards you for uploading daily and stuff. So we're getting, you know, I, I believe we're getting like, um, Google, uh, Google is actually favoring us because we're, we're, um, on YouTube and we're uploading daily. Like I know Frequent, YouTube, the daily practice yeah, kind YouTube of thing. favors cool. their search results, especially for like the suggested videos for people that do that consistent yeah. uploading. Um, and I haven't hundred percent confirmed, but I like, if you search right now, call tracking software, which is like one of our top keywords, short, uh, keyword, like we're number three or four organic against some of these guys that have been around for a long time. Like we're getting, we have backlinks from like really good sites, but the point is like, we're taking the long-term view and we're just really trying to put out like awesome blog posts or guest articles that yeah, people are getting are. a ton of value from. Do you see it? Yeah. Are you doing the search? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and, and I'm talking in the organic, so it should be like Capterra okay. G2 crowd, probably this competitor that's like not that good. And then us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, yep, so like, exactly. yeah, so we're doing, we're doing that. Um, and you know, just trying to like, just literally like I, my, what I'm saying is like, just make noise. Like I want to be anywhere and everywhere. I want to sponsor stuff. I want to talk to me. Like I'm going to customers all the time and like meeting with them in person. And because I actually heard a stat, which I found true is that every, so someone tweeted this or said this the other day, it was like every customer that I visited in person has never canceled or has never turned. Mm, and I was reflecting okay. back on that. And I was like, I actually think that's true with me for like, even in, in past companies that I've been involved with. And you know, like, cause one, they're more willing to, st I actually wrote a blog, uh, article on groove called like, I forget, but groove by the way is awesome. Um, and they have a really good, uh, blog, but, uh, it was basically about 
building the relationships with customers and what can you do, you know, to stand out from the crowd? What can you do that's unscalable that no one else is doing? And it's really, Oh, and by the way, like the customers are more likely to stick around with you. Um, if something goes wrong, if you're a partner, not a vendor, and that's their whole philosophy of like, I want to be human. I want to be approachable. I want everyone to know like, Oh, I phone wagon, Ryan, like I can go to him anytime I can reach him. I'm probably too available right now. Cause it's like taking over and consuming my life. But right. that's what I want to do until we get to at least a few thousand customers. And it's like actually insane. But it's like, I'm just I want to you haven't taken any customer service calls while we're on the, I mean, I'm literally getting like live chatted right now from, <laughs> in intercom and I was actually like planning on it. I'm sure you are. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, well, that's uh, a good one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's another good one. I got to answer. I mean, that. actually look, look at that. Look, he's like, Hey Ryan, can we set up a, uh, this guy's trying to wheel and deal. He's like, can we, I don't know if you can see it. He's like, can we set up a $25 a month account? Nice. Uh, Is he haggling on chat? He's ha- he's been haggling us for days, and I told I actually read an article from Steli at Closeout IO like just don't do discounts, and I hate doing discounts. And this guy's asking for a discount, and I'm just staying strong. I'm like, no, you're not getting a discount if like you can't afford. And I even told him yesterday, I was like, look, if you're looking for a cheap option, I can definitely show you one of our competitors. What we what we are here for is we're here for businesses that actually want to grow, use marketing analytics to then optimize their ad spend and grow right. their business. I don't want to be this like cheap you know, solution that they're just like uh, commoditized solution, right? If you want to grow your business and get and be serious, like that's what we're here for. We're going to help you. We're going to be full service, white glove. Um, we're going to show you it's how it works. It's not even that expensive though. Like what? He's, how it's much, like a, how much, he's, he's, what's the he's, low end for you? So what's the, our cheapest is 25 a month, but what we were talking about yesterday was 59 bucks and he wanted it for 49. I was like, dude, <laughs> pony up the 10 bucks a month. Dude, like, are you kidding? Not, That's where I was not like, in a, you know, a vendor stall in some foreign land where they're insulted if you don't negotiate. It's like, oh, it's man. like, do, it's like dollars. And I'm just doing it obviously for principle, but I'm like, dude, I'm not doing it. And if you're going to walk away from <laughs> 10 bucks a month and I don't want to work with you anyway. And like, you know, and so now he's coming back. Like, hey, Ryan, can I get this deal? Like, I'm about to be like, dude, the price is more for you now. <laughs> right? Just don't go listen to my podcast. We talked all about you. <laughs> oh, no, he does. No, he would totally. I, I mean, I'm like super transparent with him. I'm like, absolutely not. And the thing is, you just got to, you know, customers just, I think some of them just like the deal. I actually tweeted this the other day. Like, I like the thrill of the deal. Um, yeah. this is actually referring to this guy cause we were just negotiating, but I feel like I get almost a high from these deals, even these small deals, even when our sales reps get the deals, I'm like, yes, that's such a win. You know, even when I, and I get the same high from that as a dude from like closing like massive, like funding rounds or like, you know, sure. companies getting acquired. It's like just such like a awesome thing. You know, someone's paying real cash, real money to use something that you built out of nowhere, you know, granted. I'm super confident in the product now. So it's like, of course they are, <laughs> right. but it's still cool. You know, it's still it's, really cool. It's to a see. great feeling. And I think sometimes in marketing, that was one of the biggest things that I, I noticed. I started doing a lot of reference calls when I was in marketing mm-hmm. because there were some tools like Pardot that I really, really loved. And it, it was almost a way to be a part of that sales magic where there's this deal potentially happening and then you're the reference and you're telling people how it is and helping them feel like this is the right way to go. It was like my, my armchair way of like testing into the, the sales process. And I, I would, I would do these reference calls and tell people, I, I would kind of hear their objections and, and I'm like, I was like a super reference, but it was all, yeah. it was interesting because in marketing, it's almost like you're more of like a laboratory where you're, you're tweaking things and changing things. And, and you don't ever have that like the poof, the puff, the puff of blue smoke, and then you now there's a gold bar. You turn lead into gold, 
do it again. It, it's like yeah. you don't have that sort of sales transaction type thing. And so um, anytime, you know, in marketing, you can have that experience or join a sales call um, it's, or it'd be a reference just to hear how sales does their thing, then mm-hmm. it, that was really helpful for me. And then uh, for sure, I, I made that transition and do get into more sales because it is fun. It's a, it's addicting to have that little, that little ding yeah. ding on your phone that says you just close something or, or that you know, you've been working on that deal for a long time. And the, the DocuSign, you know, digital contract comes back and it says, you've closed this thing, you know, you might be at dinner and they're like, what are you looking at? I'm like, nope, that's cool. I just, just needed to see that, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's addicting for sure. It's crazy. I mean, I would, I'm glad I'm addicted to that than anything else, but uh, it's definitely. So, yeah, huh? no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, it's definitely like, even, you know, I get it. And it's also, you know, uh, when we were building the product, um, we were reading this book um, called uh, Hooked. It's how to build habit forming products. And I feel like, you know, yeah. some of the triggers that I have, or I guess the reward um, mechanisms that I have just when we make sales, like, like, again, I get push notifications from this app that's tied to Stripe. So it's like, ding, ding. And I feel this like, <laughs> almost like I'm hitting like a slot machine, which also has those same types of triggers built in. And it like really like releases something. It's like, it's like crazy. And I, I, I truly get this like high. It's crazy. And like, even when I'm like out and I see it, I'm just like, Fuck you. and I like literally do that. Or like during the day we do, we'll get a deal. Like uh, we have a gong now we like ring the gong, which is cool. But even when it closes or if a customer live chats, like, Hey, can you upgrade me? Like even them telling me to, upgrade, I still have to manually upgrade. I'm just like, yes, customer just upgraded, you know? So it's That's like, awesome. these little things are just so cool. And you know, I'm still like super excited about them. And I think also what happens then is, it, it like, it's like uh, contagious. So then our sales team gets like yeah. obviously super excited. Cause I'm just like personally genuinely enthusiastic about it. And then they're like, they're getting enthusiastic. Like they set a demo. They're like, yeah, I got the demo set. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. Let's get them to show. And then let's get them to close. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I think we need to celebrate more too, right? So much of the habits in life. Yeah. They're like, Oh no, you know, stay quiet. Don't disturb everyone. Like take a moment. If you earned it, man, enjoy yeah. that. Celebrate. percent, Yeah. Well, awesome, man. So uh, one quick thing, you mentioned the Groove. Is that, is that, what's that? So Groove, it's, uh, it's help desk software. So Groove, uh, I is, actually, is just their blog that you read something on? Is that, I, I mean, I've read a lot. They have a great blog, mm-hmm. uh, but I also did a guest post on there. It was one of the like two guest posts that I've done that, um, do pretty, pretty, did pretty well for us. Um, that's what I'm saying. It's like all about systematizing those things like that. Yeah. yeah it's great to get these like one, one off one time guest posts, but it's like, you need to build and I'm saying this not like because we have done it, but it's like because we need to do it. But it's like, you're telling yourself, yeah. Yeah, it's like you need to build systems and like systematize that to do it consistently. Because the thing is like if we had done what we – and we're going to do it. It's not like we've like lost the opportunity. But it's like if you've done that over time, like imagine if we're putting out a, a, po- a banger post like that every single week. Like right. that shit is, would just catch fire. Yep. Uh, assuming, you know, the content – It's like the gym, right? I mean you, you, can't, you can't make one blog post, you know, 30 pages – once yeah. a month and expect that that's going to make up yeah. for just a daily practice or a weekly, you know, especially when it comes to search engine optimization work. Like you said, YouTube credits you Google yeah. appreciates fresh content. You gotta, yeah. gotta have that out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, all of that stuff. And, and, you know, by the way, there's also things to do that are, that are cool. Like what we've done, you know, even with our vlogs, I think I was telling you, it's like we embed all the vlogs onto its own blog post page. So it's a video, the video that's from YouTube embedded onto the page. We get it transcribed from Fiverr, all searchable content. Boom. And we kind of tuck it away in the site, but it's still there. It's still kind of like searchable. Um, But now we have like, 
a lot of pages with the video embedded with the like text of the actual, you know, video. And then, so it's like, we have a hundred videos, hundred pages, all text right there. And it's like, you know, using things like that to kind of pull people in. And then it's like people land on the page. One, we're retargeting them, which is awesome. Just if they yeah. hit the page. Um, but then there's like call to action sort of at the bottom and on the, on the side and stuff. So now you're like, you're expanding your pages, you know, Google's thinking you're like rich, um, you know, rich content is inside of the pages. Plus you're cooking people that are, that are tapping you from that. Like all this good stuff is happening, you know, um, where I think like that consistency and that kind of volume in, in quantity, assuming it's not shit, <laughs> right. you know, it's all going to, again, kind of going back, it's all going to compound, right? It's all going right. to compound. It's all going to like kind of bring in, uh, you know, the one deal that then brings in another deal. And I just think like, if you kind of pace things back, it's like, look, that thing that you did, you thought didn't matter. Like this vlog that we thought didn't matter is this, then this, now you're maybe go to the Pardot guys and those Pardot guys, boom, maybe we hit one whale with that. Then one way, like so many things can kind of spiral from just doing the little things. Totally. And you know, I also, from that, I got, you know, not only doing the, the consistency, but Allowing people to, like, like you said, like if phone is the way they want to contact you, let them do phone. If, mm-hmm. if they want to fill out a form, they want to send email, whatever, give them the opportunity to, or chat bot, you know, or chat, live chat. Um, but also with the content, it's like give them the content that they want or how they want to consume it, you know. So like even this, you know, some people are listening on Stitch or iTunes or one of those apps. And then other folks are watching uh, us with the amazing lighting, right? Um, amazing you- lighting. And then also hardcoremarketing.com, we've got, we've got write-ups, you know, we've got show notes and things like that. So it's There's like, a, consume uh, it however you want, you know? Oh, there you go. <laughs> this phone oh, has rules. I don't know if we followed the rules. <laughs> have, you, have you seen that? There's like a site, like passive aggressive signs. I don't know if it's like <laughs> .com. Have you heard of that? No. It's a, it's a collection, uh, passive aggressive uh, memes, notes. Let's see here. What is it? Can you okay. read that? Yeah, it's is that pass- backwards or no? I please use our phone booths for. Oh, so what he's doing for those listening, he he's, he's got a sign here. Please use our phone booths for calls only. And then I can't read the rest. It's like a, it's like, a it's like a vision test. Yeah. What's the rest say? Not intended to be a space for calls longer than an hour. Podcasts, a quiet place to nap, a place to leave your dog. I was kidding about the podcast, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I just, I just found it. It's passive aggressive notes.com. Okay. And these are people sure. that are in companies where there's always that one person. Maybe they're not in HR, but maybe they are, but they yeah. always leave this little sign. Uh, let's see. Uh, never above 70 degrees. Donna, bring a sweater. <laughs> and that's on like a thermostat. Um, <laughs> And then there's a bunch of bottles in the sink. Wait, that's hilarious. Right? There's a bunch of bottles in the sink where someone t- put some, some thought bubbles from the bottle. What are you doing here? Don't know. Yeah, I'm clean. Right? It, <laughs> I've seen other ones. There's like a, there's like a top one here somewhere. But uh, some of these are hilarious. Well, uh, one of them was some design agency where, um, let's see here, uh, design agency. Someone, <laughs> someone wrote, um, hey, we're a design agency. So... Uh, that's it. It's called Comic Sans, I think, uh, here. Um, okay, we'll, we'll find it. But the, essentially, it said something like, uh, it, was a, it was a passive-aggressive note, and the, there was a note like, back to it saying, uh, 
we're we're a world-winning design agency. Don't use Comic Sans and oh, I think I've seen that right. And and then someone else wrote something back to them on that. It just is this war of passive-aggressive notes. That's so, so funny. That is a fun site uh, to uh, to check out there. <laughs> Jeez. So okay, I'm I'm glad you're using. This is a phone call, technically. Yeah. No. Yeah. We're on a. There's a phone. Yeah. And we're talking about phone calls as well. Yeah. So. And, and I, I love the idea of every customer, you said this earlier, every customer I've ever visited, I've never, you know, ha- has never churned. And yeah. are you, are you going to try to start visiting them yourself or have you already? Um, I have, I'm not really, but I, I haven't really at any type of consistent velocity, but I am going to, um, Do you have some local ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have local ones. Um, I'm actually going to Florida this weekend. I'm going to try to visit with a few. We're, I'm going to Texas on Monday, uh, and we're going to try to visit um, a few nice. there. So I want to like kind of make – I actually want to create a goal around it. Like, hey, yeah. 10 customers a month, yeah. um, which I think is not crazy. If like I'm in the city, there's like few within, you know, call it like an hour or two. Like I really right. want to like go out of my way. Like I'll train, you know, like we have one pretty big customer on Long Island, like easy to get to obviously, but not like right in our backyard. We have a few in New York city. So it's like, look, just go there. I, and I also started by the way, just emailing customers proactively, just being like, Hey, uh, just checking in. Hey, just curious how everything's going. Um, can you just let me know? Uh, you know, if you, I just, I'm just curious, anything, literally anything. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm getting people like, Hey Ryan, uh, some people are like, it's okay. Like everything's great. Love it. And then I get some that are like, Hey, you know, it'd be really great if it could do this, you know? And I think what yeah. that does one, one, it shows them that I'm listening, that I care. And then I like, I'm, I'm getting ahead of potential churn, you know? So yeah. it, if they tell me, Oh, this person's like really wants this, or this person's looking for this, maybe we have in one case, like we have it. So I just need to be like, Oh, let's hop on a call. We, we actually have that. would love to show you how to set it up. And right. with one, it's like, Oh, that's coming out soon. You know? So if maybe if they didn't know that they might've started shopping. Cause it's like, Oh, I can't do this with phone wagon, but it's like, no, 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 it's, it's coming out soon. And if they knew, if they knew that, then they wouldn't, then they wouldn't churn. But it's like, if you catch them too late, yeah. after they've already picked their new solution. They fell in love with it. Maybe they're the champion at the company. They presented it. They can't fall back now because they, you know, they're so excited about it. That's when you lose the customers. But if you're proactive and you can catch them before that happens, let them know, boom, they don't even do the search. Um, or maybe you just start to hear things from your customers. Maybe you, like, our investors are telling us right now, like we have, we have like 240 customers right now. We're adding 60 okay. a month. Okay. And they're telling us like, look, you guys don't even know that you have product market fit. And I'm, and then at first I wanted to be like, <laughs> everyone loves us, you know, we're great. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's fair. Cause they're like, if you did like, you would have more than that and it would be flying off the shelves and stuff. And like, I could argue against that and be like, well, we're early. It's hard to find. It's competitive market and stuff like that. And, and then, you know, I guess to their point is like, well, maybe there would be zero churn. Like if you truly had like perfect product market fit, there'd be no churn except for like the business goes out of business, which isn't happening. You know, people are churning for like really low. Like our churn is like really, really good. It's like, um, this month is actually going to be net negative churn, which is crazy. Um, but we probably lost like five customers this month, um, which is like 2%, um, which is pretty good for a SaaS company. Um, but, uh, there is also, I mean, it's a tough number because sometimes, you know, if, if uh, a person changes and the staff change and someone yeah. comes in and like, I prefer this, like they just bring in their own tool. Even if it's the worst tool, we see that a lot with marketing automation. Yep. Hey, I prefer this worst tool that takes twice as long to implement, but it's the tool that I know. So I'm going to bring it in. Yeah. So we definitely <laughs> see that. Um, I'm trying to, uh, we're also finding um, something similar happening where people are well, two things kind of related to that. One, they're, they're going into a company and they're like inheriting these, these tools. And they're saying like, yep. why are we using this? Like, I want to use something that's like more modern, not as expensive and easier yeah. to use, 
boom, then we'll, we'll be the solution. And then we're, and then actually I have three different use cases. And then we have one <laughs> use case uh, where they're, they're at their company, they work at an agency or something yeah. like that. And then they want to kind of do this on the side. So they're like, I know my agency, we're using this really big, expensive call tracking system, but I want to do this on the side for a few clients, just like, yeah. you know, as a side project, but, and I know I need to use call tracking. Uh, or I know I need to use marketing automation, you know, and my company uses this massive system, but I want to just do something, you know, quick and dirty. And then we're getting those people. So it's like they're introduced nice. to space through, through work. They know they don't, they don't love it. They, maybe they've inherited it. They're not changing at work, but they're doing this on the side. And, and, and we are seeing a lot of marketers also like break out from these agencies and kind of do it on their own. You know, a lot of times, uh, all they need is, is the tool set. If they have the skill set, all they need is then like the right tools to do it, which these tools are yeah. like all SaaS products that they can all get, you know, off the shelf. They need like what SEM rush, maybe marketing automation, some call tracking, maybe some keyword research stuff. And like, that's it, you know, maybe a landing page, uh, tool or, or just to know how to code into WordPress, but like they can do campaigns and they can, you know, have 10 clients each paying 2k, you know, management fees on top of ad spend and like make decent money. Like it's not, it's not that hard. And we're seeing that happen a lot right now. Huh? You know, I, you mentioned the uh, listening to the customers too and just hearing what they're saying. And it reminded me, uh, Drift, one of the chat um, yeah. apps, yeah. I think we're going to chat with them uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, they had this whole video. Apparently, they brought in a bunch of people. They're asking them things. They all were saying the same thing. Like, I really need this. Mm-hmm. really need this. And so they actually blew up their their product roadmap. They just blew it up, tossed it out, and mm. did this feature and surprised everyone. It was like, we're actually going to do this feature because every, everyone said the exact same thing, not even in the same room with wow. each other. They all said this. So we're going to go ahead and do that. And then I think you know, David even have a blog post on like, why I hate product roadmaps now. Yeah, yeah, apparently, yeah. I, saw, I think I yeah. saw that article. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you just, it's all about listening. You know, and it's yep. interesting that the phone, it's kind of cool um, that you're all about the listening because the phone is one of the best ways you can listen. You know, it's, it's, two, di- it's two directions as opposed to a form or mm-hmm. elsewhere. It might be just one direction until you actually, you know, send them on. So yeah, good absolutely. stuff, man. Well, we're, we're like, we're burning the midnight oil here. What are some of the ways we, we can, um, people can follow you, find out more about you, get connected and also phone wagon. What are some of the good URLs, deets, all that? Yeah. So uh, obviously phonewagon.com. You can sign up for a free trial, no credit card required, 14 day free trial. You can get a number, test it out. Would love to get your feedback either way. Um, by the time this podcast is out, we'll have Pardot Salesforce integration out. Nice. Um, so you can actually track the calls that are the most valuable lead source that you're getting that are converting into customers at three times the rate. Um, so track the calls is incredibly important. Um, you can follow me on you know Twitter or Instagram at Ryan A Shank uh, or Phone Wagon at, at Phone Wagon, um, and then YouTube just uh, YouTube.com/slash Ryan Shank. We do uh, now we're doing at least a video a week right now. We were doing daily vlogs, but yeah, follow me um, Twitter. I'm tweeting a lot these days. Uh, just kind of keep. I actually have a very curated Twitter feed right now. It's really nice. It's like all business, like all like marketing and SaaS. People. No toothbrushing in there and. No. Oh, no, no. no. Overshares. Yeah. No, no, no overshares. Uh, Brushing my teeth today. No, no, no. I sometimes go, go wild late at night where I just have all these thoughts and I just put them on Twitter. Um, cool. But, uh, but yeah, check us out. Um, and would love to get feedback. Would love to you know, do a demo with, uh, with you or the team um, and show you what we have. Um, we're, we're seeing a ton of uh, 
a ton of marketers, um, agencies, and also in-house marketers um, yeah. getting a lot of value. So it's it's that'd be awesome to, to show it to you guys. Definitely, I'm, I'm excited about you know get, connecting up on the uh, the part out Salesforce connector, you know, getting the word out to all the people we're working with too. Uh, that you don't have to have a black hole when it comes to phone tracking anymore, you know, and you don't have yeah. to go crazy with some gigantic tool that you'll never be able to implement. Exactly. Uh, exciting. Exactly. Cool, man. Cool, man. Hey, th- thanks for coming out. Uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, staying in touch and, and letting everyone know about this connector. So thanks again. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. All right. That's it, guys. Catch you on the next one. Yeah.